Hi, this is James Jude Courtney, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath, horror podcast. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to our 35th episode. On this episode, we have a double header for you. We are reviewing the Shudder exclusive Tigers Are Not Afraid. And also, half the foot of Fright Fest, we are reviewing Banana Splits movie. And we have a very special interview for our Something to Scream About from James Jude Courtney. And our movie from The Vault is 2001, The Others. How are you doing, bud? Well, I'm excited to... No Pennywise this week. No Pennywise (laughs) this week. No, I had to retire my shit. You know, and it's... It was funny, though. It was shit. Let's be honest. It sounded more like a creepy gargoyle than uh, Pennywise the Clown. But, you know, you've got to give these things a go. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already been dissed, dissed for it, but it's fine. I uh, got thick skin. No man, it's good. I mean, we yeah, we got we get to discuss the others later, thanks to um, young Mister Evans, and he's been. Yeah. Uh, it's got some good love, love for his uh, episode last time. Yeah, I might have to uh, give up my seat. Yeah, fuck yeah, disappear, get werewolf done back. That's what you say. <laughs> Werewolf done. Werewolf done. A lot of hair around on the carpet though. You have to hoover up <laughs> yeah. a lot. But yeah, man, it's, um, it's been it's been good. I've been watching quite a lot of stuff. Mm. So have I. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I've got a lot of free time. I've watched the doc. It's not docu series. I watched a series, unbelievable, which just dropped onto um, Netflix at the weekend. I smashed through that. Just in like a sort of thriller detective show. Okay. You know, a bit different though, because we got Tony Collette as the sort of lead. Okay. Um, and along with her other actress, but I can't remember her name. But it's based on a true story uh, or an, an article that was written. Um, and it's 10 parts. Maybe 10 parts is, was a bit too long for it. Yeah. But it wasn't was How long the episode? 45 minutes to an hour. Mm, it's so, proper long. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> no. But yeah, we got to sat down and watched The Tigers Are Not Afraid. Can't mm. wait to talk about talk about that, and then can't wait to talk about <laughs> Banana Splits movie as well. Sure, sure. You got any news this week? I got a little bit. I've sent a tweet in yeah. uh, in the week. Just going to go through today. Like a lot of the movies, there's a lot of content out there that's coming to to streaming channels mm, and uh, Blu-ray. I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody at work the other day and they, who listens to the podcast and they want to know, like, well, what's coming? Recommend okay. some movies. So I'm going to recommend a load of stuff that's coming oh, down. Oh, God, here we go. But the first stuff is just a tweet that I got off, um, off a chap called Anthony Ashmore who's done a movie called... What's it called? That's a good point. The Trick or Treat Picture Show. Okay. And he sent me in a, a, a screener never been sent one of them before so i've got to go and check that out yeah. and then let everyone know what i think but it's coming on to 
um, Amazon really soon. Okay. But it looks like it basically looks like a um, every eighties VHS lover's dream. That's what it's being described as. Awesome. So I'm quite looking forward to checking that out. So yeah, that's one of them. But get ready for my list. I want to listen, and I want to know if which ones you're looking forward to. So we got the f- the Furies, the fur. Oh. Sorry, the Furries. This was uh, pr- uh, shown at Fright Fest, right? Yeah, and this is astounding. The amount of movies that we um, got to see because obviously we went for the whole weekend mm-hmm. and didn't get to see, but are coming out really quickly. Oh, no, which is really good because that doesn't normally happen. Does no, it? it doesn't happen. So I'm really looking forward to that. So these two are getting a shudder release. The um, the Furries is getting a shudder release. Nice. And also um, Haunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Shudder? Yes. And Brilliant. we're not talking January, February. We're talking next month. So oh Octo- October, you've got to look out for these two buttes. That, that shudder money is definitely coming and it's worth now, isn't it? Yeah. It was, a bit, it was a bit dry for a little while. And now I think that obviously the content has started to flow in. Like a lot, like big time with Creepshow being out as well. Oh, it's yeah. just, it's quite immense. The Shudder is worth getting there, worth the four ninety nine that well, we're like yeah. paying. I mean, you've got to remember Netflix was the same when that started. It was pretty ru- rubbish. And now look at it. So, yeah, now Netflix maybe is going that way. But well, I'll get onto Netflix in a bit. Co- Coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good little segmentation into there. There he is. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got a Stephen King view. I that bloke. Yeah. <laughs> in the tall glass in the tall grass okay and um, yeah. we've been we sort of talked about that last year mm. um and that is finally making its uh debut in netflix in october as well Bloody it's hell. another thing along I'm with to book the whole of october off of work <laughs> well so they've got that and they've got eli oh, coming God. on to and that's got a date of the 19th of october jesus so um <laughs> that's too like two buttes that are like coming up and in the tall grass is what a stephen king novel so along with um dr sleep at the end of october so i'll get on to cinema yeah, releases yeah. in a minute oh, God. but that's two stephen king three stephen kings in two months yeah and it's just that's just immense so what else we got so let's go to the cinema next so we've got zombieland 2 double tap the old um, double tap. The old double tap. It's coming <laughs> to the screens on cinema, um, the 18th of October. Yeah. We've got Doctor Sleep. That's coming at the October the 30th. That's something to look forward to. That's Stephen King's sort of next. It's sort of follow-on follow on, yeah. from The Shining. It's not yeah. a direct um, sequel. Um, it's a grown-up Danny Torrance. So that'll be really interesting to see. And it's mm-hmm. definitely one that we're going to be talking about on here mm-hmm. uh, towards the uh, end of October, early November time. Can't wait for that one. Um, we've got Ready or Not, yep. which is actually out next week. So it's out on the um, 28th, I think it is. I think that's going to take all 25th, the money. 25th September. And we, uh, you loved it, didn't you? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, brilliant. And it's an, it's an 18. So just, just this is one to go and see. see it. They need to go out and see it and, and just see how cool it is. Samara Weaving, you know, it's just got, it's got a great cast. Yeah. And it's got some great moments in it. Um, then you've got, there's another one later on in the year, which is Black Christmas. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's That's a hopeful cinema release at the moment. It hasn't officially got one, but I think, I think we might, I think I might just scrape that one. I think we'll see it. There is, now moving on to like, um, Blu-rays. So Blu-ray releases. Releases, yeah. Yeah, because we've obviously watched a couple in, uh, Fright Fest were actually coming out on Mm -hmm. Blu-ray. And we're talking in within the next month. So you've got Rabid. 
is um, due out on the October 7th. So that's the um, David Cronenberg's remake, remade by the uh, Soska sisters. Um, so that's that's that was an incredible watch and one of my top ones of this year. Yeah. So that's definitely worth going and checking out. You've got Satanic Panic, as we told you last um, the last episode. That's out on the 28th of October. It's got a release date on Arrow. Yeah. Um, it's got an limited edition. Um, yeah, definitely not, worth going and checking box, out. Unfortunately, I was no. hoping that they might have a little box presentation, but it is a limited yeah. edition, and it is does look still nice with the Stunning. artwork and stuff. You, like you said, Harpoon, but Harpoon's not got a release date no, yet. No, there isn't. Yeah, I looked that up. I was but, the, but Arrow's picked it up. So then we got Blu-rays. So we got Free from Hell. Oh, God, still got about not seeing that. At the cinema, yeah, but this week it's just had its um, US yeah. premiere. Yeah. I've seen the likes of Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes sort of go into the premiere so, and stuff. It was and... a three-day premiere. Oh. So there's like three days and, and it was like one of them was the, the premiere. The second one was the premiere with the documentary shown on it. And then the third one was um, Devil's Rejects and Free From Hell back-to-back. Bloody hell. I mean, it looks like it's it looks like it's got some really good reviews and like been really like taken up. So we're going to get to get your pre-orders on there because that's October. To, that's... Uh, we don't have a release date for that, but it's no. October, so it's all good. Fingers crossed, yeah. Definitely, that's on my list. Um, oh, I did forget about a little cinema release. Sorry, guys. Joker, 4th of October. Mm-hmm. Can't really miss that one, though, to be honest. And I think that might be one that we might pick up. Yeah. Depends on what it looks Why like. We'll check, it, we'll check it out at the cinema and then, then let you guys know. And then the one that's out this week, I've no idea where. So if anyone knows... And can tell me where this UK this been released in the UK? Then I would love to know. Tweet, you know, send me a message. Pigeon, crow, whatever you got. <laughs> um, is the one with Maker Monroe and Bill Skarsgård villains? Oh yeah, so I've that, seen this. It's got a release date. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, it's got a release date of the twentieth, which is Friday. Really? Wow. Yeah, Friday. Because we're, we're recording this early. <laughs> Maybe it would just like appear on something. Yeah. Just drop. You know, they always but- keep these things really quiet. I couldn't, I couldn't find it on Blu-ray or anywhere to oh. buy. So I'm guessing it's going to... I, best, I wonder if that's going to be um, VOD or something like that. Yeah, maybe. It might be. So that's going to piss be. me off because I'm going to end up buying it. for like <laughs> 2 or something. It, yeah. And the rest. <laughs> but that's um, that's my list. There's a couple of bits around um, that I heard about Midsummer, which yeah. annoyed me. Yeah. Do you know more about this? Uh, about the... Basically, yeah. It's basically they've done a, a extra scenes... And they put them in, but you can only get it on Apple, which is really annoying. So you have to watch it on Apple. I don't know whether further down the line it will be released on Blu-ray or something like that. But um, as it stands, there's, there's this special edition is going to be exclusive to Apple TV from the get-go. I don't know how long. It might only be like a six-month kind of schedule thing, but... Well, I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna hold fire on buying any buying any of the yeah. the Blu-ray the the Blu-rays that come straight out, and then just wait and see when it yeah. gets this new. I, I really do want to watch it. Director's and sit cut, down yeah. Properly, I'd love to see director's cut, but and I really want to see all the making of and stuff as well. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. And I'm not saying I'm in a hurry to go and watch it again. Hmm. I, although it's one of my favourite films this year, I need to kind of like I need a bit yeah, of to take a breath. Rest. Yeah, total. From that one to watch it again. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, that is that is one of my 
my favourite movies of this year. There's so much, so much stuff. I think that's all I got. Oh no, you mentioned last week uh, Little Monsters. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if, what, where that's... Where we're going to get, get Hulu that. in the States, but I have no idea over okay. it. Okay, but so. it's 15th of November that it's out. Yeah. Where it's out, I don't know. So could, again, if you know... It could get dropped. It could get, might be on Amazon, might be on, on Netflix. You never know, because they always pick up stuff that is on Hulu. But then I think that Castle Rock was shown on Hulu, possibly, and we didn't get that, and that's only just been released on DVD. We need to start getting the inside scoop somehow, but yeah. <laughs> anyone in the industry, you know, give us a shout. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because we, we will pimp every single, like, yeah, indie movie. what it is, indie film, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter, big the, budget, low budget. Whatever. I mean, the more indie, the better, because obviously the big releases get, you're going to know about them anyway. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't, yeah, you yeah. can we couldn't advertise it chapter two it enough really because it, it was on every bucking hey, bus every, they love that they love it <laughs> plug 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 but it's good awesome job all right bud you got anything yeah i've got a couple of bits um i i've also been watching quite a lot um i've only done the first episode episode but uh have you seen all the hype around marianne no on netflix so this is uh, apparently like everybody's saying, obviously the usual thing that it's the scariest TV show out there, um, that it's got some really good like set pieces in it and it's people are like getting freaked out by it. Um, but yeah, basically it's French. It's a French TV show. I think there's about 10, 10 or 12 episodes. Um, I've watched the first episode and it is pretty good. Is it French and then subtitled? Wow, you can have it dubbed if you want, but I was like, no, no thanks. I'll have it in, in its original state because I started watching it and it just defaults to dubbed and it was shit and I quickly changed it over to French. Um, i got to say, you're blowing my mind a little bit because this is. Comp- I watch Netflix a lot mm. and I haven't seen this advertised. Really? So where's this part? I don't... Usually stuff like this would get like... It's been on uh, quite a lot of social media wow. like, popping up on news feeds and stuff. Um, but it was trending like the start of the week and stuff because now if you notice on, on Twitter they have um, you mean the, Netflix sorry on on Netflix they have the the kind of things which is like fourth best yeah, yeah. watched thing in the UK and stuff like this it was in the top 10 for a bit I don't know if it is now but it's getting a lot of hype around it now I don't know if that's because it's just been pushed a lot or this is you know I don't know but anyway I watched the first episode and it is pretty messed up the first episode pretty creepy but it's also got a really good little it's not slapsticky it's got a little good like dark comedy edge to it as well the main okay. character that centers around she's uh she's pretty i don't know they build her character straight from the get-go and it's like you kind of like really kind of get to know her straight away which is really cool um yeah but like i said i've only seen the first episode so and it totally i'm totally gonna watch the rest i'm definitely. all over that i'll smash that this weekend then. yeah yeah i think you'll <laughs> like it but don't watch it dubbed for christ's sake no um touching on kind of all your releases for what's coming up uh a24 which obviously they are the company that brought out the witch hereditary midsummer um and the, one of the newest films that isn't out yet called the lighthouse which is by the same director that did the witch right that looks awesome and that's coming out soon but there is they picked up a new movie from a festival um called saint maud and it's apparently it's doing the rounds and it's meant to be amazing sounds interesting um so it's obviously going to be 
bit art housey, bit like all the rest of their kind of roster, which is interesting. But it's a religious um, psychological horror. Okay. But it looks like it's going to be a good one again. Probably a bit much for you, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Can't wait for that to come out. This is interesting, and I thought this is right up your street. I don't know if you've seen this it's in the news. There's an American company. I don't know what they do. I tried to look it up, but it wouldn't let me see what it was. But there's an American co- company called Dish.com. Okay. And, and, they've, okay. <laughs> and they've basically put out this thing that they're going to pay people $1,300 um, to watch 13 Stephen King um, adaptations. But they've got to have a heart monitor on and they're going to get assessed whilst doing it. And they've got to... Now, I, they didn't really go into it in detail, but it says over the Halloween period. So I would imagine it's like over Halloween. So I bet that's already been like taken up then. I don't know. No, no, because it's, it's open until the 15th of October so and it's in the states fly. though is it in the states yeah. so you couldn't do it here i don't know you might you could might do i doubt it because they probably would say we're not it's only open to the, to the united states oh, God. but they i think they've got to monitor you i think it's non-stop though i don't think you get to sleep well actually i think you do get to sleep because then it says on there that they're going to monitor you through through your sleep as well so your sleep patterns your heart rate everything um but they also are going to send you like a survival kit of a torch a blanket loads of Stephen King merch, snacks and all this sort of sort of stuff. But it's only it's only gonna be like literally one one person that wins it. But it's funny. That like, wins it? What do they win? How do they win it? I don't know. Just they they don't win. They just have one thousand three hundred dollars given to them to watch these movies and be monitored whilst watching it. So it's only one they're finding they're looking for one person. One person, yeah. One person. That's what it says, one person. Gotta be in it to win it, mate. Oh fuck! So apparently the titles are going to include Carrie, Children of Corn, Christine, Creepshow, Cujo, Dreamcatcher, It, the original, or the 2017 remake, The Mist, Pet Cemetery, the original, or the 2019 Salem's Lot, The Shining, Thinner, and Misery. Oh, they haven't got the Langoliers Langoliers in there. That is a shame. Not. That is a shame. Missed opportunity. Dreamcatcher. Bloody hell. But yeah, that's it's got Damien Lewis in that. Funny as man. It's, I think that's so funny. Um, but my last thing is, which you touched on already, is I cannot wait for Creepshow to drop. Is had some good reviews coming out in the states. Drops on twenty sixth of September on Shudder. I'll be binge watching that for sure. Too bloody right. Shudder's doing me very proud at the moment, so I'm all mm. over that. Actually, I've got a confession to make. There's one more thing we haven't got go. else. You know, you mentioned ages ago about me watching Inside Number Nine on Netflix. Oh. Fucking watched every single one of those episodes now, and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it is I mean. phenomenally it's funny. Those are horror stuff. So right. dry, and the like. The, some of the like some absolutely standout episodes. And you've watched it all. And I've watched it all. Have you watched the um, spoilers Christmas horror special? Yes. That's crazy, isn't it? The where one where shot. she's it's like it's shot in the seventies. Yeah, it's nuts. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus yeah, style. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I'm glad you like that. It's yeah. cool. That's one of the best things I've seen in a long, long got, time. I will be rewatching that again. One of my one of my favourites is the one that where there's no there's no talking and it's the guy basically breaking into someone's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the early ones. It's so funny. Oh my god. 
Yeah, there. it's cracking. Oh, I'm glad you watched that. That's yeah, cool. like you said, though, very Black Mirror-ish in its sort of yeah, way. Yeah, in a comedy In a comedy way, horror way. But then it mm. has loads of dark undertones, Oh, big it? time. Loads, yeah. Mm, good hidden it. messages, so good and writing. still making it, apparently. So Fucking more to come. Excellent writing. <laughs> excellent writing on it. Awesome. Right That's then. That's all I got, mate. So we've got two... We've got better get on to our main reviews. Yes. This time. Oh, where do we start? So, Double header. So let's start with the banana split. Okay. Because that is fucking nuts. Right, so a boy named Harley and his family, brother Austin, mother Beth and father Mitch, knobhead, attends a taping of the Banana Splits TV show, which is supposed to be a fun-filled birthday for young Harley and business as usual for Rebecca, the producer of the series. But things take an unexpected turn and the body count quickly rises. Can Harley, his mum and the new pals safely escape? We'll let you know now because this is going to be an absolute spoiler spoiler review i mean the this is nuts when we were talking about doing this i was like yeah this is gonna be so funny so awesome um and uh just one of those things where i'm just like yeah I, i'm glad we didn't go and watch this at Friday. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure if this would be a waste of time um i'm glad it wasn't like i want the t-shirt in, i'm glad that it wasn't our closer of the whole festival yeah, I'm glad we chose Rabbit mm. to do it, but, but I'm I'm not okay. I'm not going to damn this. This stuff. This is a funny ass concept. If I don't, I'm not old enough. I'm, I don't know if anyone is to remember the TV show. Um, it ran from like 1969 to 1970, 60s, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's just batshit. It's absolutely batshit. Like this, these four puppets named was it? Um, oh, they use all the names. Bingo. Fleagle, Fleagle, Snorky, and Drooper, and yeah, and they're like a lion, an elephant, um, like a weird, t- was it a tiger? It's like Hanna Barbera, isn't it? That's yeah, it is. It is the characters. Is it got a cartoon series as well? It might have been. It probably was. Yeah, eventually. I it's just it's like people have been smoking way too much. It wacky was the sixties, mate. Exactly. It was probably created early sixties, so yeah, it probably was. But the 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 guys looked at this, the Hanna Barbera guys, and kind of cause this is the first ever horror that like they've used their property to be able to create into mm. an eighteen. That's oh, what I want to know is how they got hold of this property, because um, it seems really weird. It's like. You know these properties come up for sale like auctions and stuff like that yeah where they go oh you know because no one's used any of the licensing for 10 years 20 years that it goes to the public because there's like certain films like this that if you don't like the spider-man films if they don't make one in this time frame then it goes to auction and gets auctioned off that is what i reckon's happened with this well, it doesn't look and like then it. somebody's gone that's a great concept let's have it it just looks like some, they're well involved with it and like they've released it under that sort of banner and then got a director because they just it was like there was, I was watching a special behind the scenes and stuff on it and like okay. the, the, what they're talking about it and they were like um, I think there was somebody from the sh- from the from the show or from the company there right okay I think it was and then it, it was just like what you, you paid a lot of attention there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was smoking that one. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> seriously, maybe if I had like dropped a, p- a pill or like taken some acid, this film could be absolutely a crazy ride. Because it's like, 
these four things are just nuts and the, the 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 song is crazy and it's such a fun concept and it's like exactly what i want i want puppets i want these toys to come to life we were talking about it mm. toys come into life and this yeah. is it this is toys coming to life and fucking I, killing people. I don't know if I, <clears throat> I don't know if I would prefer it instead of being robots. I think I would have preferred it to be people. What? Yeah, I think I would have. Just like just really disgruntled employees that <laughs> they still don't talk or anything, but they just go around murdering people. I don't know. I, I like the robot element of I it. Li- I liked. There were certain bits I liked, like when they got attacked and it ripped half of their kind of face off and stuff like that. I thought it was cool. And like you know, the arms being pulled off and stuff like that. And the, the robot element was cool in that way, but sometimes I didn't. Some of them were like moving like people, and then there was a couple that were moving just like robots, and I thought it was a bit inconsistent. I like the I animatronics, why. and I like the fact that it was like all practical effects again. It was so it was really good, interesting. It's like maybe a touch of CGI, which oh, was well, the, crap. Yeah, the, the CGI was bad. They might as well have just left it all practical. Yeah, because the practical stuff was good definitely really really they good. needed they put it this way they needed a fire guy yeah they really did yeah oh god yeah that's horrendous <laughs> i don't but, know if it's meant to be funny horrendous i don't know i think so i think it's all tongue-in-cheek and yeah. like i'll tell you what the oh, yeah, this has got an 18 stamp on it it's yeah. important to note and i was waiting for the 18 <laughs> to come out in it and i was like where's this 18 coming from and then you go ah right there it is and you see all the intestines and all the blood and yeah. all the gore from one of one of the one of the victims. You're like, fuck. <laughs> and it wasn't that. It wasn't bad. It was. You can see the you can see the indie nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, the I thought rather than that, I thought the more graphic one for me was the lollipop <laughs> bit. How do they do that? I know it looked really real. Um, but what I think they should the only one thing I think they should have done is obviously they shoved he shoves the lollipop down his throat but it's like it would have blatantly like split his mouth <laughs> a little bit I think they should have just put a, cup, a bit of like stuff like to split his mouth a little bit but I suppose that's the comedy uh, side of it it's, yeah. it's like he's got this big thing in it but it looked well, well good I think for like fans of critters and stuff like that and fans of like Puppet Master Dynamic Toys I think and it's got that sort of like after 80s sort of feel you know this yeah, like you know we I mean, watched Critters Attack and Critters Attack has got this all, Critters sure, Attack almost looks sure. the same level of budget they've almost done they've almost looked like they've been done in the same studio it is I think the same it's both I think um, um, is it oh, I can't remember is it Universal oh, no Warner Brothers I think okay. both Warner Brothers yeah so they are done by the same people but um, yeah I don't know when I, I compare it like critters and this to something like puppet master puppet master was so much better yeah okay because puppet master was yeah tongue-in-cheek but it was funnier like it's more kind of my humor puppet master was where this was a bit cheesy but was, i still liked it it was big time cheese on toast it's one of those films where you just kind of sit back relax and just let it be what it is and it's a fun movie and it's just different and it has some really good kills like i really liked the the fact that they made them run around the kind of like uh what's it called what did you call it the the kind of like game yeah they had to go on the slippery slope and all that stuff and i love the bit at the end where the woman gets smashed with the hammer that looks pretty cool yeah and when, when she bl- falls in the ball pit it's quite cool when she gets like and when that bloke gets split in half where they pull him and ha- like pull, it, oh, pull his limbs off yeah there's not there's some pretty decent kills in this. The kids, which yeah. Is quite funny. It's, this there is some dark 
bits in this in terms mm. of the way they kill and like the choice because they're only like kids toys i mean this is the thing we're not gonna i'm not gonna dive there's hardly you can't really d- no, dive too no, deep no it's a way. bit of fun You've got to take it on the chin. um it's that's just... why i don't think this review is going to be like mammoth long that's why that we're getting we're bundling this in with tigers are not afraid because this is just a nice short um, it's only like it's less than an hour and a half long so an hour 23 i think it is so it's just quick and quick and pain it's almost like it's sh- like we when we first saw it it appears on fx yeah or sci-fi it's, but it's so daft and i think because of the, the fact that it's the banana splits mm. people will it, it have an audience yeah like oh, critters will definitely because we at work we sold a few quite a few oh okay quite a few and it's quite top of the straight to dvd charts it's near the top so we oh, sold cool. quite a lot of it which I love. It's brilliant. And I hope people buy it thinking that it's like <laughs> a children's TV show. That'd be hilarious. I think that's, that's one thing that I think I would have liked, but it's difficult when you've got really, because they're quite young, young children in it. I would have liked the children to get involved a bit more with the killings. I thought oh, at one point it was going that way. And I thought, oh, there's going to be a bit at the end where it's going to go batshit and the kids are just going to rip them to shreds or something. Yeah. I really thought it was going to go there, but I thought, well, it's difficult because they're young kids because obviously when they're, they're kind of doing the guy, splitting the guy in half and stuff, obviously those kids are not there watching that because they're way too young. So they've obviously done split scenes and said, right, kids act scared now. And But, but I would have liked to have seen the kids go to town on them or something like at the end, like ripping them part or something like that yeah and I'm... i did like the little twist though with um i can't remember what the character's name was with it snorky turning kind of good that was cool yeah he's the hero he yeah. saw and that's the thing they sort of did that in the crit comparing it to critters yeah sort of had that bit, good yeah. the good cry as well so it's like interesting the way they went with it it's almost they like, had the same writers but like they the didn't little twist at the end not convinced with the with the the girl that's taken up the new character but I like the twist at the end where you kind of obviously there's nodding to another one being made. <laughs> yeah, um, interesting franchise. Straight to sci-fi channel. Straight to sci-fi channel. channel. You know, another the banana splits returns or something like that. Quite easily, just they could smash out a couple. It'd be so simple to do, and why not? I bet the budget's really small mm. for something like this. So, and I bet the audience is there for it because it's just a cheesy sci-fi movie and why the hell not talking about the visual effects though some of them are really really good because the guy who does the visual effects is called graham chivers and he's done the visual effects for mandy um resident evil and uh the new rabid movie and the hannibal tv show oh wow okay he's got some proper credibility that's why it looks so good then good caliber but they should maybe you should have vetoed the uh the uh cgi shit <laughs> yeah definitely but i think like i don't want to like dwell on it too much no of course not no so i think um i think it's for our audience and stuff like that and like for people who listen to this um if you it's in h it's in it's in good video stores like it's hmv the only ones. Yeah, HMV. So it's open the, they're, it online, they're the only ones you can get it online so it's probably it's if you want a bit of fun and just a little bit, don't expect much from the acting, but it will remind you a little bit of those 80s sort of like toy sort of horror movies and stuff like that. And it's nice that they're, they're releasing stuff like this now. And I would say get, and if you can get your hand on a bloody t-shirt, <laughs> oh, they look sexy as fuck. So it's just got that whole VHS vibe to it. It's like if this movie was on the shelf at your local video shop, 
you would have definitely picked it up and watched it. Uh, I don't know if I would have. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I definitely would have. It had like having those four like weird little characters on there. I'd have picked it. What you your weird so, little character yeah. yourself? So what you what are you rating it then, buddy? Um, I'd rate it probably a six out of ten. Yeah, I give it a six, but and it's like it could be an average movie. But I think the the fact that they were brave enough to take a Hanna Barbera property Probably, and yeah. turn it into this mm. and those characters are creepy and you could get a little bit of money behind this and it could be really dark and i've got to say as well fair play to him for coming up with the idea of them kind of the, the whole concept of it because it's, it's it must have been a hard thing to do and and try and get a storyline around it because it's quite a tricky thing it's like this was a live show that was filmed in front of a live audience and you've got to kind of put a storyline around it. So it must have been quite difficult. Yeah. So fair play to him. And it's got a really infectious song, which you'll hear on this. And you'll love it. <laughs> I'll be singing it for days. <laughs> so yeah, so draw one, breath, draw one last breath. Six out of ten. Six breaths out of ten. Yeah. Let's uh, move on to our next review then, dude. So our next review is Tigers Are Not Afraid. <laughs> tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created every day by the drug war. So, what did you think about this? I think this might be one of my favourite movies of the year. Really? Um, wow. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have. I'm going to re-watch this in the next right, couple okay. of weeks. Uh, I'm going to because it, I it's got real rewatchability. I think. Yeah, and that will make me decide whether how high it gets up on the list of the year. But it reminded me of like City of God okay. for the first time I watched that. And I don't know why. I don't know if I'm giving it too much uh, kudos. I don't know why, but I sat down and I was glued. Mm. I hadn't been glued for a while. And it had that sort of Gamal del Toro. You mentioned that. Yeah, it's it's only like got... it was in his like top eight movies yeah. in 2017. It's got this like subtle references to his sort of craft Def- definitely very subtle labyrinth yeah there. definitely but i found the the score like intoxicating mm. i found the location like mesmerizing mm. like all the all the um graffiti and the what the urban environment that it was actually set in um was was absolutely like really interesting to see because it wasn't like a pan's labyrinth it wasn't like mythical it was like real it was those it was it was yeah. it's set in spain so it was it, that's why i give that city of god because it had that sort of not for it wasn't quite favelas but it was like this sort of run down but also almost like an adventure playground for the kids sort of thing at the same time yeah it's so bizarre it almost felt like a studio ghibli at, at some st- at like some stages yeah i know what you, i know you mean what you mean because the, the thing i really liked like is the kid element it's just like these kids are just like 
fuck knows where they got these kids. They're absolutely amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's just like, but it's they 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 they're like really young, but they they I I just don't know where they get all that emotion from. Like everything they do, it's like at that age, all I was doing was playing with like my figures. <laughs> I know. And like kicking the shit out of like bushes somewhere or something like that, you know, playing with dog shit on sticks. Um, <laughs> I was, these kids are like I I get the the, the element of it was probably, you know that they've had to grow up and look after themselves and fend for themselves because they're obviously, you know, street rats and, like, they basically look after each other and they've had to fend for each other and and be strong and find food for the, for themselves. Yeah, which I can't ever, like, compare my life to theirs. Of course not, no. And... I mean, the, the, the thing is that this, with this, the social element of this movie is a massive political underlining to it because this shit really happens. This is really what happens on the Mexican streets. This is actually what happens. Kids get fucking stolen. They're homeless kids. They get stolen and they get chucked into these fucking cartels, sex fucking trafficking things and all this shit. So this is real life. So she's taken this story and she's put that kind of mythical kind of ghost edge on it. But it's a massive storyline, underlining story story under this. Yeah, it's like they are children playing adults playing at being adults but you believe that they've got it sort of down but when you see their innocence come through at some points you're just like what mm. i just didn't i'm like how did they do that how can they sort of suddenly be like so grown up and yet so young at the same time yeah. i didn't understand how um how they how they pulled it off and like the the sort of truth behind it yeah. like like you said with the gangs being yeah. this sort of like um uh, be, being the bad the sort of like you know, the bad is it protagonist no, 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 being the bad element to it yeah, and sort yeah. of being the ones that are like stalking them yeah. and yet you feel because of the way that it's set mm. and the way that it's like um filmed that there's there the gang are sort of like something more that they're, they're like the monsters of the story yes the real life monsters you know but you I mean? feel like they're mythic, but you feel, but they haven't, they haven't smashed it to make it like, I think what, there was something in another movie, I can't remember what I was going to compare it to, whereby the, there was a real element of the monsters and it was really a, a real, a human, but they mm. sort of turned it into this um, mythical beast and okay. sort of just to hide it. Yeah. But they didn't in this one. No, they no. sort of like, there was the mythical element to it, yeah. but it almost like surrounded the kids and protected them. Well, in, a, in a really well, ghostly it way you, it leads you down a path where all right okay from the beginning you think okay is this is about ghosts and the ghosts are going to go after the kids or the cartel or whatever but you, you're led to believe that these this kind of whatever it is specter ghost mythical thing is evil but obviously spoilers it it's it takes a different turn which was i thought was really really good yeah. I, can't, I saw it coming, but I think you're supposed to, obviously, because it all leads down this path of this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and it, and, and I think it, that's why it was almost Studio Ghibli for me, because it, it, Studio Ghibli would have made those, the cartel, they would have made them into sort of like some overarching animation mm. um, into, and that like appeared even more grotesque than they were, but they were, at the end of the day, they were just humans in their form. You never yeah, saw yeah. anything different. No, and you never not. saw any humans as anything else as they were no you've got this beautiful 
uh, graffiti around yeah. the city. It kind um, of comes to life as well. I thought the animation on that was quite cool. Absolute genius. And that's where you get the tiger element. You get this mm. beautiful story about a tiger mm. that's kind of stalking the... Um, stalking kids, mm. you know, and like eating children and stuff like that. And really the tiger's not. The tiger's... There's two There's two elements of it. The t- they're sort of going on about the tiger being... And the tiger's sort of the cartel, I suppose, is what they're mm. saying. But also the tiger's them because they're saying that tigers are not afraid and they're the tigers. They're yeah. the ones that are doing it. And I've got to say, that little dude, Shine, yeah, he is absolutely... What a character. You, like Literally, I looked at their background on IMDb. There's no photos, no previous, nothing. They're like... All these kids are like fresh to the game as well. It's just like, oh my God. And the other thing is I didn't even realise this, but I think in the whole movie, there's only actually six actors. Yeah. Okay, so... And that, like that just... I thought, oh, really? Oh, yeah, there is. And these six actors hold it for the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, I did you... not get bored. I didn't look at my phone. I was purely fixated on this movie. And you got the main two. You've got Shine and you've got Estrella. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got sort of uh, Morrow. Mm. Oh, Morrow. Yes. Oh, it broke my heart. It really broke my heart. I'm not going to spoil anything, but oh my God, it broke right. my heart. Might as well. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> just, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, Morrow and then the two little dudes... The, who I can't remember their name. 2C and Pop. 2C and Pop. They were fantastic. They were brilliant, weren't they? They it's were just great. Like, the way they all clicked <laughs> together, and they were, they were just like, it was like, you know, right, I can only describe it like this for me. You know when you watched um, Stand By Me? Yes. You believe that they're like best mates. I really hoped you were going to say something like that. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> when you're watching them, you're like, these guys have been best mates forever. It felt, you know I mean? it felt like a coming of age... Um, kid adventure movie yeah at the end of the day it was yeah. like but had these but it was re- dark as fuck. it was dark as fuck i mean this ain't like no goonies you know no. sunday afternoon watching this is like that's why it's like that's first half of city of god yeah it's yeah, like yeah. those like th- that sort of relationship building totally, oh yeah. my god i absolutely fell in love with this movie it's so clever it's just like it's so different as well it's kind of like it's been a while since i've seen a movie like this and to be honest, uh, I, I love foreign movies, but it's really fresh to have a new one come along with such a such a good storyline and something that entertained me from start to finish. But yeah, what more what more can we say? The music, cinematography, all the usual stuff has just been is absolutely spot on. Um the story itself I think is just like completely believable and just like just gets you. There's some fantastic imagery like i said with the graffiti but there was this amazing part in it where they found almost sanctuary yeah Uh, and then it sort of had they had a little play and they had that little montage yeah in in its own way but it didn't feel like that sort Mm. of thing it's almost like they got away and they had this sort of fresh perspective on life and they were Mm. just like um they found exactly what they needed like they talked it up they talked this there's a little, okay, there's a little bit of where they, they were looking for something to sort of hide from the cartel. Yeah. I'm not going to go into why or anything like that because, because you've got to watch this movie. Um, but they found this, they were on about finding a place with like a, a big pool and some, a zoo yeah. and uh, a football pitch. Yeah. And they, they stumbled upon this like, I don't know what if it's it like was. like an abandoned mansion. Yeah, an old, but an old school. But it was so weird because it sort of had everything that they wanted but in a really Crap. scrappy <laughs> way. Yeah. So they had um, 
they found this that 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 um, pool with the fish. Mm, yeah, with the koi carp in it. Yeah, which was weird. That's what Mick really sold this. That's when I started really feeling I Studio Ghibli. Shot as well, where they sat by it and the fish are just. Yeah. I, I, I hope that was real because they're like they're just all swimming by and they're chatting by it, and it yeah. just looks so good, so fucking good. And then like you know then. Yeah, and they said, oh, we found our zoo. And I was like, oh, mm. yeah, fair enough. And then they sort of like going, oh, let's go and find the football pitch. And they like, they, they, they sort just of... find this old shitty ball. And they found like a l- yeah, load of balls. And the they best kick ever. Yeah, it was just, it was beautiful to so see. Right, that, that really reminded me, I don't know, again, if it's like, if they put, put it in there, but it reminded me of almost like Peter Pan. Like they, they kind of dream up these things and actually they just make the best of what they've got. And it's just like they just go, I'm just we're just gonna make this awesome with what we got. Yeah, we've got a swimming pool, yeah, we've got a zoo, and now we've got this football and we're gonna just believe and I love the fact that they didn't obviously have any um shirts, football shirts, so they just drew <laughs> the, the, the letters with a Sharpie on the oh, back of the kids' back. It's it really amazing. It, it really touches the art strings on this one. Yeah. And I, I I'm going to So clever. S- smash this movie all over everything and tell it to, i'm going to tell everyone i can to watch this movie because i just think it's so and important if you're an idiot out there that goes oh i don't do foreign movies i can't do subtitles have a word for yourself and just fucking watch it because <laughs> there ain't that much dialogue anyway but it's just you can't miss this movie and shudder again not out of the park that they picked this up yeah and i'm it's a bit of a sleeper movie it did brilliantly at the festivals it won loads of awards but they picked a they picked a good one there. Yeah, and it kind of goes because uh, if it wasn't on Shudder, I'm not sure I would have watched it. That's the thing. I, I think that because I missed the I missed the hype on this one. The hype sort of came about in the last couple of weeks. Well, with, it, it did really well at Fright Fest last year. But I never heard that. I never heard that. I did. See, I, I didn't. I did know about and we didn't this. talk about it. No, no, no. We haven't talked about it. But I, I remember it doing really, really well. And loads of, when we were there. I remember everybody going, "Oh yeah, coming out of it." A bit like when they came but out of um, last One year, Cut of the Dead. Last year was One Cut of the Dead. That was yeah, the big one last it, year. Yeah. So we were saying that Tigers Not Afraid was at last year's and the year before. It was last year, I think. Definitely yeah. last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's last year. Okay, because it didn't. Because maybe it got swallowed up then for One Cut of the Dead. Maybe it might have done. Because that's all I heard about. All I heard about yeah. last year was One Cut of the Dead. I never oh, heard. I rub it in anymore. Oh, I never heard about this. So <laughs> this is for me. It's like I've, I feel like I've, I've stumbled upon this hidden treasure, and yet it's probably been out there, and people have like been obviously know about it. And I and I I feel like yeah, you're late to the party. I am definitely late to the party. <laughs> I'm fuck joking. it. I, now I'm here. I'm like. You know, celebrating at the party. This is, this is my party now, right to the end. Because <laughs> I think these, um, this filmmaking needs to be, to be celebrated, and I, I, I will pay close attention, um, to the director to find out like what they do next. In, in yeah, this. she, she seems like she's, uh, wow, wow, whatever she gets next, mate, is going to be huge. Probably, probably be a massive Hollywood blockbuster or something like that. <sighs> but I hope she, you know, does something good. And not just a remake of a film. Of a I don't know the way that this is filmed, and you can see her passion yeah. behind the project. I don't know. It's just we'll see. Really, really. Inter- I'm, I'm hoping she does some good stuff. So yeah, get out and watch this movie. Watch this because end up in my top ten at the end of the year no, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, definitely. You know, this this is right. So what are you gonna? How many breaths out of ten are you gonna give this, bud? Um, this is a. Uh, 
I've talked this up so much. This is right there for midsummer for me. So this is like the way it made me feel. I want to give this a nine, but honestly, like um, I'm going to give this another watch, and I might come back with something higher than a nine. Mm. I don't know. It just feels like I don't know if I don't know if I, I if it would stay at a nine. Has it touched your inner child? Yes, it's touched all the inner children of me. Like it's just like it's an it's. Flat the Navigator, Goonies, Monster Squad, all those oh, fucking on, movies. I know, but it's just like, <laughs> it's just every kid, it's felt like being a kid again, but as an adult, and I don't know. It was just, that's what it's, yeah. that's the feelings you have. Mm. That's your thing, mate. And it's just like, you're one of your rights to, to like it because of that. Yeah. This, no, there's, there's no but I don't know, it. I don't know if, that's why I want to give it a second watch. Yeah, I, I want to definitely give it a second watch as well. Um, at the moment, I'm going to give it, you know, an eight, almost a nine, I think, with another watch. But um, just a, an astounding movie. I would have loved to see it on the big screen. Yeah. I would have loved to see it on the big screen. But, hey, you know, we've got, we got to watch it. Some of these films never make it even out. Yes. So, thank you, I mean? Shudder. Yes, thank you. Resubscription. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there was two. There's two very different movies. One very slapstick, and one very serious. Um, maybe it's like yeah, watching two, fright, two opposites. like a mini fright fest. But you fest. could watch Tigers Are Not Afraid, and then watch Banana Splits after. It's like the type like of guy I am. About, you know what? You know what better way to do it? All right, then let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Let's do it. So, we have a special interview for you from James Jude Courtney. I was lucky enough to get a quick interview with him at LFCC this year. And uh, we hope you like it. Okay, here we are at uh, London Film and Comic Con and it's Draw One Last Breath and we're really lucky to have James Jude Courtney with us. Hi, how are you doing? Doing wonderful, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How's your con so far? Oh, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's awesome. Have you had loads of people taking loads of photos and coming to chat with you and stuff like that? Oh yeah, man, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'll get into some questions if that's okay. Uh, what was your earliest memory of uh, horror? Oh, my dad used to sit with us kids and watch the old classic horror films, Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Bride, you know, Bride of Frankenstein, whatever. And he would sit with us kids uh, at the edge of the couch, in the front of the couch with his big arms around us and keep us safe. And, and so, yeah, man, we had nightmares, but that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Do you remember, like, going to the video store and stuff like that? Kind of that whole age of going to rent movies and stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. The best, the golden age. Well, you know, for, for me, it was, it was you know, the, the, the early, early stuff. And then I went to work at Universal Studios as a tour guide. So then I was immersed in the entire Universal culture of, of horror. And so it's, there's been a continuum of horror since I was a kid to right now where I'm, you know, blessed to play. That, that must have been amazing working at Universal Studios, man. Oh, man, it was a kid in a candy store, you know. I bet, I bet you woke up just wanting to go to work every day. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It was, it was, it was a fantasy. That's brilliant. So where did your acting career all start? 
Well, I knew in fourth grade I was going to make movies. So um, I started, I did some theater in high school, in college. I worked for public television. I did uh, a couple of television series, uh, did some theater. Um, I've been making my own movies since fifth grade. So, I mean, this is, it's been a part of my life. I knew what I was going to do, so I did it. Straight from day one? Straight from day one. That's amazing. So, how did you actually get the role of The Shape? Um, so, the, so when Ron Hutchinson, the stunt coordinator, read the script, he called Malik Akkad and David Green and said, look guys, um, this script is different than the others. You need a guy with really deep acting chops and who's a really good stuntman. And David Green said, well, he also needs to be 6'3", 200 pounds, and in his 60s. Do you know anybody who can do that? And Ron said, yeah, I know one guy. So I got the call, I went down, they put me on tape. Uh, I didn't even get out of the parking lot and they called me from California because I was in South Carolina. They called me from California at Blumhouse and they said, are you available? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm available. So I didn't even get to the freeway to get back home and they called me again and said, David Green wants to come back and meet you. So as far as I know, I'm the only guy they really looked at. Definitely, well worth it. What kind of research did you do for that kind of role? None. Um, what I did was I, well, not none. I, I watched the original one time. And energetically captured what Nick Castle did, and there was a moment when I saw him. Um, There's a, a scene where he's walking in the backyard, camera left to camera right, and I was watching the movie. And I, as he, as he, as we captured that scene in my mind, I just went, I got it. I never did any practicing. I never looked in the mirror. I never practiced. I mean, it's just I, once I captured it, I had it. That was it. I heard a rumor that you looked at cats and how they moved and stuff like. That. Is that true? I've read it online. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true because um, I did that for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so when oh, okay. I played Dirk Kinderstode. So when David called me when I got cast, uh, David Green called me and said, hey, so I'm, I'm thinking this guy needs to move like a cat. And I said, dude, I, I, my, my cat Parsifal is sitting in my lap right now. Uh, and yes, I've already, I, 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 that's what I do, I study cats. They're the perf perfect hunting killing machines. Yeah. I love cats. I mean, uh, yeah. they're cats amazing. I have one as well. She's really old. <laughs> but I love her. So, so, obviously, like, you have been a stuntman. Uh, what kind of like kind of things have you come up against in your career and have you come up against any big things in your career oh I, I mean it's you live for the for the danger and, and the injuries are, are part of the game you know I started doing the uh, adventures of Conan a live show at Universal Studios so I did that on the tour for like four years so in that show alone I did 3,000 high falls probably 7,000 sword fights so um, you know tons and tons of stitches and I've had several surgeries you know hands and um, knee and you know a bunch of torn muscles and concussions and fun stuff like that I bet you'd have it no other way though oh dude I mean I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in the world um, obviously recent news has said that uh, there's a couple more uh, Halloween movies in the works allegedly um, will you be reprising the role uh, going in for shoots or anything like that uh, at this point in the game I'm not allowed to talk about that ah uh, come on can't, sorry. No worries. Well, I, for one, hope you do because I thought your performance was outstanding. Uh, you know, obviously, I've met Nick Castle and he's a lovely man, but for this movie, um, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an absolute breath of fresh air and, and your performance was awesome. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, just the last thing I'm going to ask you is uh, what are you doing for your rest of your stay in uh, the UK? Well, I'm renting a car on Monday and I'm going to travel... I'm pointing my, my, my nose north to visit some friends in Warrington, and then I'm going to Scotland, and then I'll probably go down to Glastonbury, 
And I don't know. I'm just going to see where the winds blow me. I'm, I'm just going to spend three weeks exploring the UK. I, I love it here. I've been here many times, and I just love it here. So, like, just rambling the countryside, having a look yeah. around and stuff like that? Yeah, and if there's any pretty girls along the way, I might run into one or two. Fantastic. Make sure you take the mask with you and, like, scare some people and shit. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much uh, for your time. That has been great talking to you. My pleasure. Please give my love to your, to your fans. Okay, we hope you liked that. Um, massive thanks to James Jew Courtney. Um, good luck with the new movies. We knew that you were going to be uh, doing reprising the role. And now it's time for our movie from the vault. Okay, so this mo- this movie has been uh, selected by our good friend Dan. Um, it's the Others, the two thousand and one Others, starring Nicole Kidman and Christopher Eccleston. So yeah, yeah it's got Doctor Very Who. Very quickly, it's got Doctor Who in there Not as well. Much, but... I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis in case you forgot what this movie was. So a woman named Grace, um, played by Kidman, is living with her two children, Anne and Nicholas. On an almost empty island in the hu- in this basically this huge mansion, Grace's husband is a soldier in World War Two, and Grace has given her husband up for dead. He's never coming home. Everything seems peaceful for her, but when three mysterious servants are given jobs at the house, terrifying secrets are unlocked that even Grace cannot handle. So I haven't seen this movie since it came out. So two thousand and one. What's that? Eighteen years ago. I didn't see it at the cinema. I remember. I think I rented this one from somewhere. Yeah, I think probably would have been like Love Film. This is around the same time as what, like The Village, and Sixth Sense. It came around the same time. That sort of. I think after. I think it's after Sixth Sense. I can't remember. Is that You're sort asking of... me something that I can't remember? Oh, Dude, wow. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this because I was pissed. I don't know if you heard it in my voice, but I was not upset. But I sort of like this isn't my usual movie. I've I've been well. I think is the thing is we've been doing the podcast for you know obviously you know thirty four episodes now. Most of our content is from the eighties. Most of the stuff we talk about is the eighties because we've got a lot of ground to cover and we've got a lot of movies that we haven't seen. So it's kind of like this is a bit out of our comfort zone. Is you know it's two thousand one, you know. So it's a little bit. So we're I think we're bound to be a little bit kind of weird but sometimes these things are done for a reason i think i think so so i have to say first i have to say thank you swallow your pride and shut up yes first (laughs) i have to say thank you to dan for uh picking this bad boy um because you know all the shit that i gave him last week (laughs) for it (laughs) was probably uncalled for because um unfortunately or fortunately i didn't absolutely love this movie yeah, I do as well. I was, but I was a bit pissed because I was like, I didn't want to. Not, not. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit pissed because I went on. Obviously, it's not on Netflix. It's it's not on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can you can get it on YouTube. But I was like, oh, two ninety nine. That's a bit expensive. <laughs> so I was like, I'll have a little look in the the, the shop that that will not be named. 
So I got it for 50p. Oh, mate, now you own what it. Buy. Yeah, well, I borrowed it off her. Uh, I, I went begging and borrowing all over Facebook and my family. I'm not paying. I'm not paying to watch this movie. I refuse. Um, <laughs> because I thought it was going to be absolute tripe and there was not a chance and I was like I bet I think to myself I bet I could go to a charity shop and I could, yeah. it's the sort of one that would be in there in the, it'd yeah, be 25p in, I mean it's always one of those movies that is always in the charity shop yeah it's and, and you know, there's always like Silence of the Lambs in yeah. there, and all the all Sixth the, Sense all and the this. great movies, yeah, all the '90s stuff as well, yeah. a lot of '90s horror. <laughs> so first, our little like stumble about where we we're going to bloody watch the thing, hmm. and um, yeah, and then I so basically I didn't know how to watch this. So I was like, fuck, okay, I could. How do I? How do I even like review a movie that I don't want to see? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I was like you know I've got to swallow my pride here and immediately as watching it I was like the music's pretty cool the direction's pretty cool and like she's amazing actually throughout the whole movie and she got a, what an Emmy an Emmy nomination oh, for really? a performance I think at the time okay so I was like bloody hell fair. I know it won like a massive awards in Spain for best Spanish movie even though yeah, it's not Spanish yeah it was done it's got a Spanish <laughs> director Spanish director isn't it yeah. um so I was just like what Am I watching? I don't remember this, and I don't remember enjoying it for anything. But I was like mesmerized. Do you think that's because of your age? Because you've matured a bit, and your taste is like a fine wine now. <laughs> but it hasn't. This that's isn't. A, this is a quite more like a Tesco special wine, isn't it? I'm this special. is a problem. This is this. <laughs> this is an intelligent, um, an intelligent, well shot, um, in you know, great one of the best twists actually. It We're talking about twists. I'm just like, this This is a great story. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. This I know is, how you like to. Yeah, uh, I know. But this is a... Take uh, the money shot before we've got well, that. Well, I'm, we're going to win in a minute because I'm oh, going to ask spoilers. you to do this thing. But basically, this is... Um, I'm hoping you guys have watched this because we're going to have to spoil this because it is... Um, and it is 18 years and old. Yes. So hopefully, like me, you'll be just revisiting it. Um, but we are definitely going to go deep into spoilers because... But... All the usual stuff that you you want to talk about, like the cinematography, the way it's shot, um, like the acting, we're talking top class from every single one. The kid mm. actors are fucking brilliant. The servants are fantastic. What's the name? Flanagan. Can't remember her first name. Mm. The sort of servant. And so I was like, I basically went fishing in this movie. You went fishing. I went fishing. What did you catch? Well, I wanted to. Um, because I knew the twist, or I thought I knew the twist, yeah. which I had forgot all of it. I, 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 I was sat there and watched the start with my wife because she went off and did some stuff. But I said to her, I think I know what the what happens. I'm pretty sure this and this, yeah, and this, and this is the ending. And, um, and yeah, and I pretty much remembered it pretty much apart from a couple of little bits. So I'm going to reveal the the twist right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is um, giving you plenty of warnings, and obviously there's going to be timings in this. So at the, at the moment, I'm gonna I'm just telling you right now. If you want to go and watch it again, then don't listen to the rest of this and then come back to it. All right. So here goes. So they're ghosts. All right. This movie, if you flip it on its back and watched it for the second time, is mm. basically. A reverse haunting. This is almost like a a, a haunting a ghost movie, 
or a haunting movie in a, in a mansion that you've watched maybe the shitloads out there, but it's told from the perspective of the ghosts. Mm. And I think, and it's just, it's like the whole, the whole perspective is like topsy-turvy where you think that they're being, ch- the first time you watch this, you're probably thinking they're being uh, chased by ghosts and there's something, some other entity. When, when you find out the end and it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I thought, okay, that's a simple concept. They're the ghosts. That's the twist. Mm. But then when you look at it throughout the movie, you realise that, oh, fuck, they're, they're the ones that shouldn't be there in its own way. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And then it, that sort of like got me thinking, can you spot the hints throughout the movie to sort of tell whether they're ghosts or not? And I thought that was a fun game. Can I tell whether they're ghosts? I mean... No, I don't think I did. I don't know if there was anything really. I mean, when I remember the same feeling as when I watched it the first time this time, when the dad shows up, I there, I knew there was something off with that. I, I knew it wasn't just about he'd been to war and he'd seen some rough stuff because the way he kind of comes and goes and he just turns up out of the blue. I was like, that's fishy. I started guessing things. I didn't guess the ending at all. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't. But there was, I felt something a bit fishy about that. Um, and yeah, and um, no, I didn't guess the servants either. I thought there was obviously an underlining story with the servants because why would they just show up and stuff like that? I didn't, again, I didn't guess that they were ghosts until it got further on, obviously. Um, but it's, it's a really clever film. It yeah. really, really is. It reminded me of like almost old school kind of the way it's shot is really old school, like almost hammer horror sort of stylish to it. Uh, but it, it's filmed in, a, in an old way. Do you know, like yeah. it's acted in an old style. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, set in the world, it's set in World War Two, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's just like the way it's just, it really does look like you're watching a, a, a bit like House of the Devil when they shot it, like, and it yeah. looks like it filmed in that era. I really like that. And like you said, the soundtrack's really cool. And they got the period, I suppose, that they got the period spot on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Really, really, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed watching it again. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit apprehensive as well. I was like, I can remember it. I couldn't remember it being this good, so it's cool to revisit it. It was like really, really cool. And again, a really small cast. Yeah, really tiny. Really small cast. I mean, we're talking the two kids and her and the three servants were like sort of six women in that house and, majority of the time. And the old lady like bit yeah but that wasn't till the end the sort no. of when you suddenly discover that they're the they're the ghosts and that that, I, that took me a while to, to again kind of figure out like, what the fucking hell mm. oh they're doing a bloody seance mm. and they're talking to the little guy I was like what that's fucking cool yeah. but yeah I'm gonna and go the twist with the sun as well that kept opening the curtains oh yeah it's obviously he isn't the ghost it's them the ghost it's like it's, it's so clever really clever yeah. concept and but, it's like I remember it when it came out, every it's a bit again. Not to talk about it, but Sixth Sense, it's a bit like that. It's a bit like, oh my god, have you you need to go and watch this movie, and everybody's going to watch it just for the twist. And it was, and it and it didn't let you down. And, oh no! And, and I think like, awesome. probably didn't appreciate it as much maybe eighteen years ago. No, I think I don't think I did either. I think I took it for granted a bit, and now because I've watched so many more movies since. You kind of your taste changes, doesn't it? And you appreciate more things yeah. about that movie, and there's so much more appreciate I uh, appreciate about that movie. Everything like the acting, like you said, the shots and the storylines and the twists and uh, and 
Yeah, this is yeah. This is completely not my wheelhouse. It's out of my comfort zone in terms of watching a movie. I would find. You're not a fan of that period, are you? No, hate it. Hate the period. Hate period movies generally, and it takes me. uh, You know, I was kind of not backed into a corner, but yeah, I had to do it for the podcast. (laughs) So I was kind of backed into a corner to kind of like you know do it. So I was like, oh, I could be really grumpy, but I didn't. I sat there and I don't. When you put it on. What, how did you feel when you were renting oh. you're like oh, I can't bother you get that little feeling in your chest you go oh god oh, 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 fucking god I'm fucking, fucking watch this fucking thing and then I sort of like played my game and I was like right so how can I watch this so then I, I did play a game for myself um, and, oh, um <laughs> I hope you well there's a sex scene in it okay I'll be free um, ghost sex interesting um, but I was like right I, I knew the twist so I'm like I was started writing down yeah. When I felt that there was not just the slightest hint. Yeah. So I've got them. All right. So there are there are like slight hints, and we're, oh, really? we're talking only if you've watched it. And I think personally, mm. only if you've seen it and know the twist. Okay. I don't think you'd be able to see these full blank, but it just gives. It's nice to know them. So, the children being allergic to light. Yeah. Okay, and kind of not so allergic to light anymore. Mm-hmm. There's sort of like hints of that. Um, the food tasting funny. That was one of the first things that they saw. Like when the kids were eating it and eating the food that the servants were preparing as ghosts. They they can't really appreciate food anymore. So I thought that was one of the first things. The posting of the servants itself. So they just turned up. Yeah. She, you know, they, they just turned up and they just were like, and she'd, they'd said, oh, um, they'd, you know, got told us you were coming. Got told like that, yeah. you were coming, and they had their backstory, and they sort of covered yeah. it. But that was sort of like, oh, mm, it's weird. Um, also the fact that the um the servants had left like three days ago, hers, and I was like, okay, maybe she's thinking in her mind that you know they've just gone when they haven't. I thought that was pretty weird. Okay, the no post. On a Wednesday for her, so no postman turning up for her. Okay. And then having the letter. You know, that was sort of another hint. Um, there's, I just thought of another one. There's, well. a, there's a note around seagulls, the, the seagulls are going quiet. Hmm. You know, when they're living on an island, they would hear seagulls, hmm. and now she can't. There's, a, there's also, I just remembered something, there's a line that Nicole Kidman says, her character, uh, where she goes, ah, um, it's nice having you guys around because uh, I don't I don't feel human anymore. So it was, or being around humans or something like that, she says. Yeah. That's obviously another nod to, like, well, that's because you're not. <laughs> yeah. And you haven't seen anybody. She felt cut off and stuff. You know? it's, yeah. It's, it's so it cool. It's clever. Um, th- I thought the girl is super confident mm. and not scared. I felt that, like, she was too confident. Yeah. Um, not like, uh, but from acted really well. But I'm saying like, just her demeanor was like something of like, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And I don't know. That just felt different. It's, there's something off about that that yeah. made me feel also that she could be a ghost. Um. Also, the fact that it was sort of set around sec- the, a war, mm. so you could kind of think, okay, there's definitely death around that sort of thing. So perhaps that was sort of another hint. And when he came back in the fog, and you're sort of like, hmm, that was a bit that, weird. Yeah. So, yeah, those sort of things. I like the thing. She's like, I've defended this house. So I'll have no Germans coming in my house. Yeah. It's like, it's like 
There was the other twist. Must have a shotgun. See, we the other twist as well is the fact that she killed the kids. Oh yeah, because okay. I, f- I forgot that, about that. Yeah, because we just thought they were ghosts, but she'd actually mm, she suffocated t- them. She actually killed them. So I'm guessing she killed them because she couldn't live without the fact that her uh, her husband had died. Yeah, I would imagine she yeah, a bit stir crazy living mm. on this island on her own, finding out that maybe she had major like depression issues and stuff, dealing with the kids having that disease if they had that maybe all so, that kind of thing. When was this film set then? Okay, and, and I got this. I so many weird. First world. I got war, so many weird. Yeah, it was no. It was the second. It was set. Oh yeah, it must be then. See, that was another thing. So, like, which war was he in? Which war was the husband I in? I think they referred to the first world war at some point. Because then it was set during the second world war. Mm. I don't know. <sighs> the, maybe, the time was know. the time was playing in my head because I'm like, how long have they been dead? Yeah. You know, because he found all those dead pictures and stuff, like that, and it's like the the servants have been dead since like 1800s or something. Yeah. Like that. I'm like, how long? How long's Nicole Kidman's character been dead? How long's Grace been dead? That was I don't, I don't know. fucking with my head a little bit. I couldn't really get that, get my head around that. So I might have to do some deep diving. Um, but yeah, just the whole thing about living, the you know them, them being the ghosts and living with the living. I just found absolutely batshit, absolutely batshit. And then they did a double twist. They threw that at you. And then sort the, of another thing as well. And it was her like her non acceptance mm. of like being dead mm. as well. And that's what that's what sold it. Her performance sold it. The fact that she kind of she was just refusing to kind of accept that she was a she you know, was living in this um limbo. Yeah. The other thing I just remembered as well was all the all the furniture being covered up with with kind of covers and stuff. Like when well, you're living in this house, why is everything covered up with sheets? Yeah. Like Mm, yeah it gets you thinking doesn't it and it also gets you thinking about the haunting like her going through the um her going through all the doors and locking the doors locking them. yeah 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 that was pretty crazy yeah um and obviously they had this real level of photosensitive thing before they were yeah. you know um but yeah i just can imagine it, it almost from the other side like mm. seeing it from the um the living yeah. And seeing all these doors bang and all that sort of stuff it must have been crazy and it must be nauseating for her to be all going around. It's just you know when you flip it on its head. Yeah, clever. <sighs> yeah, really clever, really clever movie. It got me thinking a lot. So I have to say thank you for picking this one in the end. No, it's so. good. Definitely, definitely worth watching. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna rate this bad boy. You got no, you got no Matt's facts. Oh yes, I have. Yeah. Fuck no, me! Come on, no, it's, no, it's Matt's not. Matt's facts. I thought we always rated it first. Nah, Matt's facts and rate. Cool. So I've got a few here. So the disease that the children have. I'm gonna really fuck this up. I know. <laughs> uh, Xeropheria pigmentasm tuzum. Okay. Probably fuck that right easy, up. Easy for you to disease. say. And apparently there's only a, a, normally about a thousand cases of this worldwide. So it's a really rare disease. Bloody hell. Um, Nicole Kidman didn't really want to play this role. Apparently she tried to get out of it because it was right out of coming out of Moulin Rouge. And obviously that was such an upbeat film <laughs> to, a, to an extent that she didn't want to do this movie because she felt that it was too dark. Okay, well, she's still with Tom Cruise at this time. So Tom Cruise is actually... A... Oh. Oh. Sorry. Hold your horses, mate. Hold <laughs> your horses. 
Now, the dead photos. Now, this is actually a thing that really happened um, in the, the late 19th century. That what they would do is that they would prop these dead people up with newspapers or doing things in the house or like children with toys. And the reason they do that it's because they wouldn't have any photos because photos were rare in those days. They didn't have any photos of their loved ones. So they to remember them, they would pay to get a photo done of them so they could remember what they look like. So obviously in those times, you wouldn't have re- you can look back and see all your pictures of your parents and all that stuff. Back in those times, you couldn't. So that's why they had these pictures taken. Cool. Mm. Very cool. Not cool. Weird. Uh, weird, but... <laughs> but yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over 5,000 children were seen for the roles of the two children. I haven't seen them in anything lately. crazy. No, nor have I. No. No. And then one, uh, back to the dead photos. And one of those dead photos is actually the director. Really? Cameo, yeah. (laughs) Which is quite cool. The house was supposed to be in Jersey, but the actual real house was in Spain. Okay. So it's all filmed in Spain. Stunning house. Yeah, it's an awesome house, yeah. Uh, Obviously, the executive you touched on, we're going to touch on, the executive producer was none other than Tom Cruise. (laughs) And this is the last collaboration that they would have before they got divorced. So maybe Mm. he said, you're doing this fucking movie. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I'll do it, but we're getting divorced after. (laughs) Maybe that was a deal. Yeah. Um, And also, a little nod to the 1980s Changeling, the gardener, Mr. Tuttle, is the same name as the gardener in The Changeling. Oh, okay, cool. A little nod there, um, which was Eric Sykes with Mr. Tuttle. I thought it was really good. It was good, really good. That is my Max Max. Yeah, well, you got some out of it, so you got to be pleased with that. Yeah. What, what are you rating this in? Um, I, I wasn't really sure at the start, but I think I'd give this a 7 out of 10 for me. Well, I'm going to have to say one higher. This is an eight for oh, me. Of course I, you do. Yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a really good movie. Really clever. It really and, it, and, it, movie. and it surprised me that I would still like anything from that era. So I was quite surprised. Mm. And it's just incredibly well acted. It's a really good story. It's really intelligently done. And all the craft and stuff like that around it is fantastic. Mm. The only thing that sort of lets it down doesn't let me leap it into my nines or tens. Because it's not my cup. It's not my. It's still not my. Thing. my my thing mm. but i really enjoyed it and i must add i think this is the first 12 rated movie that we've done holy shit that's too low get back to 18 <laughs> right it's your it, it's your pick Thanks, come on <laughs> come on 12 what are we doing well yeah we're supposed to be a bloody horror park not one death in it not one person died in this movie there was just there was death all around it but not one person died pathetic no blood no gore shit two out of ten what <laughs> right no come on give me so some give me some pick. gore give me some... <laughs> it's my pick this time round, and i think what i'm gonna pick is maniac cop fuck yeah because you've wanted to watch this for a long time have you seen maniac cop oh god like years and okay. years ago we're talking like 13 14 like this is yeah. this is an old this would be an old 
Yeah. <laughs> this would have been a, a sleepover movie. <laughs> How many state. young boys were at this sleepover? <laughs> this would have been an old, old movie that I've watched. So not, uh, not. I've been holding on to this Arrow fucking this is why I think we should so do it long. because you, you, I want you to see it. And this is um, what, uh, what's his name? Bruce Campbell plays the... Filmy. As well, isn't it? Oh, really? Tom, yeah. Tom Skirret? No, yeah. not Tom Skirret. <laughs> he looks a bit like yeah. him. Yeah, well, the moustache. Yeah, right. <laughs> me. So yeah, I'll fucking buzz in. Maniac <laughs> Cop. Yes. Good choice. Let's do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> 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 you want to impress me? <laughs> it's an 18 as well. <laughs> yes. 12 to 18 in one fucking show. Can't bloody wait. <laughs> so, Mr. Butcher, what are we doing on our next episode? So, on our next episode, we are going to delve into uh, the new latest DC movie. So, we've done a Marvel movie. We did Venom. Mm. So, we're going to give Joker a... <laughs> we're going to give Joker a shout for this I podcast. And it's, it's It might not be... It might be, you know, the house that Jack built sort of style, I think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that there's going to be some really cool bits in it. And it's got Chuck and Phoenix in it. He is a legend in terms of acting. So I'm, I'm just got high hopes. But I have no idea what kind of movie this is going to be. I, I've got so, a feeling from, from the trailers that I've seen. Mm. I definitely got a feeling what it's going to be. It's going to be proper acting, darling. But... I yeah, think, I think I think we've got a good one here. Which worries me. I think I'm not again. I'm going in with um, if, if, low expectations. So I, whatever comes out of it. If it, if things change, things change. But at the moment, <laughs> yeah. we are doing things might change. We are doing something might pop up really yeah. cool. Yeah, at the moment we're doing Joker, definitely. Mm. So doing Joker, something to scream about. We um we need to have a topic mm. which we haven't got. So we're uh, letting. You know. Anybody's got any ideas? Hit us up on Twitter. Yep. We're, 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 we'll get something together for that. Mm. And then um, our move from the vault, Matt's just pulled, which mm. is Maniac Cop. Come on. Back in the 80s. It's good to be back. <laughs> and there's only one more thing to, uh, to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>